Well, the world outside is going a little bit crazy, isn't it? But at least you're listening to the Big Finish podcast. You're in a safe space now. And this edition is launched on the 10th of January, 2021. What are you doing? I need to make a really good cup of coffee to impress someone. You impress someone with coffee? Absolutely. Try yours. Welcome to a really packed podcast, jam-packed. Uh, I'm Benji Clifford, and he is Nick Briggs. And That's that right. click that you heard was my chair. I accidentally oh, knocked there. I wonder what that so. was. Oh, I thought you were packed with jam. Uh, <laughs> and we're bringing you three great Doctor Who spin-offs this week. Our headline story is Torchwood Coffee. <laughs> Not that sort of cough. Uh, a beautiful character piece by James Goss and starring Gareth David Lloyd as Yanto Jones. We'll be going behind the scenes with the writer and cast, as well as giving you a 15-minute drama tease of it for free. Well, also coming your way, we tease you with the latest Bernie Summerfield audiobook performed by the wonderful Lisa Bauman and written by Lance Parking. It's The Big Hunt. And for no particular reason except that I love it, we'll also be teasing you with one of the extra adventures in the masterful release, Terror of the Master. Yeah, a really beautifully done story by Trevor Baxendale, performed by John Colshaw and with some great music by Joe Kramer. Well, all your favourite podcast features will be here too. Of course, you. Uh, we'll be looking at the latest reviews with Torchwood yes. X Machina, and we'll be delving into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. And we'll be randomly selecting a Big Finish release and giving you a 25% what? discount. You'd be what? a fool to miss it, I tell you. <laughs> What's not to love there? Right, now, obviously, the world is full of very serious issues. So I'm going to tackle the top priority here, which is the HG Wells <laughs> £2 coin. Have you seen this? Is this the one with the tripod with four legs or something? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think that, Can't you know... Can't make it up, can you? It's the scandal beyond scandals, he said, making a trivial point really important. I mean, really, seriously, I'm, I'm going on record as saying that that it's monumental idiocy. Well, One mind, it's the thing Royal that everyone Mint, knows about it? the you know. Martian war machines is that all the fighting machines is they are tripods. They've got three legs. The clues in the word. It's, it's absolutely mad, isn't it? Really, you know the fact that that went through the Royal Mint. The fact that you know this is this is because that. I know it sounds funny to say it, but that is like, you know, this is representing our country. The currency is a hugely important factor, especially our currency, given the fact that we've been so, you know, adamant to to keep the pound for many, many years. Uh, And so to have have this, just so silly, isn't it? You know, what are they going to do next? Put the Queen on there with four eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's coming up next, and it's and it, and, it, and why not? Um, yeah, and also the Invisible Man. Um, they put a top hat to represent the Invisible Man, and the Invisible Man did not wear a top hat. He was not a gentleman, and he wore. You know, if you look at the big finished version of the Invisible Man, he's wearing a sort of soft. It's John Hurt there wearing a sort yeah, of bowlery sort of thing. Hat. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's just. It's just, and also apparently the quote around the edge, which has often been attributed to H.T. Wells, is something that he actually never said. Oh, so the whole thing sake. is just a total disaster. Yes, it's got a picture of it's got a picture of a four-legged tripod, and then it says around it it says neighbours. Everybody loves good neighbours. <laughs> is, is there is bouncer on there as well from neighbours? Uh, and toad and toadfish, of course. 
Oh yeah, and Lou and Drew and whoever else just I can naming, remember. Just naming Lou and Drew. Goodness. I, I can't remember any neighbours characters actually. Oh, what was the annoying old chap? Oh, uh, Harold Bishop. Ha- Harold Bishop. Jelly Belly. Right. That's why I remember him because Lou used to call him Jelly Belly. And there was that great time where he got swept away by the tide. Yes, yes. Disappeared when he for wanted two years. to leave the series and then couldn't find any work elsewhere and had to come back. Yeah. He, he came back and they just said that he'd lost his memory and he thought his name was like Ted and he worked for the Salvation Army. Like. <laughs> I'm Ted, I'm Ted No you're not, you're Harold And all this was written by H.G. Wells According yes. to the Royal Mint Yeah, Probably probably his finest work, I, I think Actually, Three legs on a tripod Royal Mint, <laughs> three legs, not four I mean it's quite a nice illustration It's beautiful, but the fact that that would have Gone through many, many people From all different departments Approving it, saying yeah, brilliant Yes, brilliant, yeah, nobody questioned Nobody, it's, it seems so obvious to me To, if with any, with even a basic grasp of science fiction uh, and just just a basic grasp of iconic novels yes uh, to, i mean to be all able the to... covers of all the editions of it all have a three-legged tripod on the front that any reference material would have told them how they had to ignore such a vast body of work in order to make that mistake but also you'd sure that you would have to say even that you say of course, next I'd like to turn your attention to what we've produced for H.G. Wells. Um, as you can see here, we've decided to put a tripod on the front of it. For the second, you know, you would have to surely somebody at any any form of meeting would at least have to say that rather than just show a picture and say this is what we did for H.G. Wells. You know. Four legs in that tripod. <laughs> Try, of course, which means four. Um, oh, it's just it's just beggar's belief. Listen, all this is just building up to uh, playing you the trailer from our version of War of the Worlds, which is called The Martian Invasion of Earth. Here's the trailer. This is the testimony of a survivor. My dear Herbert, the chances against anything manlike on Mars are a million to one. Uh, uh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know why you persist with that thing. A writer needs exercise. Good God! The signals of Woking Railway Station. Indeed. (laughs) There's nothing fanciful or fantastical about those. I find them entirely safe and tranquil, which is exactly how life should be. Hello? Hello in there, I say! Do you hear me? Take me to this thing. On horse or common? But we heard nothing. Do you, do you honestly think this could possibly be true? Keep back, I say! We're hearing a lot of renewed movement inside the cylinder. And of course, in true spirit, they they invaded Mars, didn't they, in that particular version? That's right, yeah, the Earth people invade Mars. No! (laughs) Well, anyway, um, I think it's time for us to get on with the latest reviews. As promised, we're looking at Torchwood Ex Machina. Hello? 
Is there anyone here? I need help! From Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, Ex Machina. So, how do you find me? I don't exactly advertise. Went to the police. Said it sounded more like your problem than theirs. No one's come near Cardiff for years. Cardiff might be borderline dead, but that doesn't mean it should be abandoned. Your Newport's intergalactic bouncer. (laughs) (laughs) The whole world's really. But yes. Oh. Pretty much. Used to be more of us in London. But we were attacked. Almost completely destroyed. Couldn't just leave the rift unmonitored, so here I am. Just me and my van we. Can she help us? Not really, she's a pterodactyl. Let me help you! I love you! Where are we heading? Back to the hub, the tourist office. Got it. Who are you? Yanto Jones, ma'am. I'm with Torchwood. Never heard of you. See, Abby? That's the correct answer. I love you! Why are we stopped? Uh, I don't know. I'm getting sick of this. Work it out later? Work it out later. You must be stopped. Abby, look out! (laughs) Big Finish. We love stories. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and type X Machina into the search pane at the top and you will find this beauty it's got ch yeah yeah it's, it's really important um not ck um so doctor who reviews.net i wonder what they review um oh, with yeah. incredible acting and steady direction um that are intensified by a stark but effective sound design ex machina is another strong and unique outing for the big finish torchwood range and that seems unable to hit a wrong note for wow out of five well i think it should be five out of five i'm just saying if it's unable to hit a wrong note that's five out of five isn't it what why what would what's with the four what would they have had to have done better to get one more point out of you doctor who reviews.net anyway uh badwilf.com uh gareth david lloyd which for some reason is in yellow here i don't know why or orange is it on your screen it is as well maybe it was a maybe it was a hyperlink that came through it's not it's not a hyperlink. Anyway, Gareth I David don't Lloyd. make the rules, Nick. <laughs> I thought you did. And Laura Aikman work extremely well together. This audio was recorded remotely and entirely during lockdown. It's a testament to the actors' abilities and big finish as a whole, a hole in the ground, uh, that you'd never guess. Perhaps the remote recording helped the performers feel isolated like their characters. Jacob Judman also puts in a fun performance as a completely unlikable character. Well, that's strange because he's such a nice chap. I've said it before and I'll say it again, says Bad Wilf. Torchwood on Big Finish is Torchwood at its very best. This is another top-notch entry in the range. Two out of ten. No, no, there was no comment on there. Sorry, I was just... <laughs> Can you imagine? Just, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. No stars. <laughs> Minus one. SciFiBulletin.com says Gareth Lloyd and Aikman work very well together. There's a nice callback to elements of Yanto's character in the first series of Torchwood and the reappearance of a Jurassic Park feature. Jurassic Park! uh, That I must admit I'd forgotten about. Uh, The explanation, when it comes, makes sense and the solution nicely plays with a conversation that many people would have experienced. But in a very different way. Oh. A clever mystery for Mr. Jones, 8 out of 10. 
Very nice. That was a nice, um, nice little bit of review in there, wasn't it? Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. stuff. My review of that uh, review is uh, nine out of ten. Uh, on Twitter, a Yanto Defender says, "Wow, I honestly rank X Machina as some of Big Finish's finest work to date. It was awesome to hear at Pan Cheers. Is that um, uh, Gareth? Should I find out for you? Yeah, yeah, it must be. Take a take charge as Yanto Son's team." And there yes, were some, yes, uh, were some fantastically human moments that really tugged at the heartstrings. Five of these big ones from me. They've come out quite small, though, Yanto Defender. They're, they're small stars, but there's five. And after a review like that, five stars is all you can give. When anybody uses an asterisk, I always just think they're swearing. I always just yes. automatically interpret Bums! that they've, they've stubbed their toe or something. Um, <laughs> Great buttocks. Um, well, Hey Jacqueline, uh, at Hey Jacqueline, I should say, says, hey. don't have words for how much I love this audio from Big Finish. It's emotional and charming and thrilling. As always, Yanto is written with so much heart yeah. and at Pancheers, uh, I can't begin to describe how much I love your performance in this. Really one of my new favourite audios. It's been a wonderful thing, you know, with the Yanto Jones having died in the original series and how uh, everyone who works on Torchwood, and particularly James Goss, has done such amazing work in bringing us that character again. Absolutely. Giving us insights. And Gareth himself writing uh, for the range. I think it's just been a, a glorious thing. And that all of us at Big Finish are proud of, and you know, and people are getting rightly praised to the hilt for it. Uh, next week, we'll be looking at reviews of Doctor Who Time War 4 Arsenal Nil. Well, coming up soon, listeners' emails, and we go behind Ooh. the scenes with Torchwood Coffee. But before that, Here's a tease for the latest Bernie Summerfield audiobook. Yes, our favourite futuristic archaeologist with a strange connection to the Doctor is off on another adventure. Bernie Summerfield, The Big Hunt. Written by Lance Parkin. Narrated by Lisa Bowerman. After one day, the fine white sand of the beaches, the gentle gold and blue light of the suns and the warm green ocean no longer appealed. It had been a long time since Professor Bernie Summerfield had been alone, and there were people here. She'd come here to relax, to get away from her job, which was also her home and where all her friends and family lived. There was nothing wrong with them. She loved them, of course she did. But recently, all her problems seemed to have been concentrated there. She'd grown accustomed to a life of adventure and daring do, but lately it had all got a little too personal. A home was meant to be a haven. It was the place you returned to when your adventuring was done, a place you could sleep and soak in the bath and chat without the adventure coming after you. The monsters were meant to stay on the other side of the door. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Big Hunt into the search pane to find this beauty. And there's a whole range of great Bernie Summerfield audiobooks there for you to feast your ear themes on. Well, coming up soon, we tease you with Terror of the Master by oh! Trevor Baxendale, with John Coleshaw narrating and, of course, providing the voices of the Doctor, his archenemy, the Master, the Brigadier, and many more 1970s favourites. Also, listen out for great music 
by Joe Kramer too. Mm-hmm. I'd, you know, uh, also I'd, I'd heard uh, John Coleshaw doing rather lovely Sergeant Benton and Captain Yates voices. <laughs> they, <laughs> they kind of made me chuckle in the warmest way. Uh, but first, <clears throat> it's listeners' emails. Well, if you like to chuckle in the warmest of ways as well, then why not send your chuckles to podcast at bitfinish.com and if you're lucky, we may even read said chuckles out loud. You're going to chuckle at this one, mate. You're going to chuckle at this one. Well, in that case, I read with great enthusiasm. First up, this one here from Ian Humphreys. And that subject of this one is Clatterbridge slash Clatter. Gosh, yes, I remember (laughs) us talking about that. Um, Hello, Nick and Benji. Uh, felicitations for the new 12 month to both hope you're keeping well and sane in these interesting times yeah, not, not really no, no not keeping sane that's for not sure. been given much of a chance have we um, <laughs> i'm just listening to the latest podcast and had to write first time in a long while sorry but still an avid listener okay. to say that i live on the wirral about two miles from clatterbridge hospital and pass it each day on the way <laughs> to work wow Brilliant. there we go just shows the reach, doesn't it? This was all about because you made up uh, uh, a name, didn't you? Was it Clatter or Clatterbridge or whatever? And then you looked up and there was Clatterbridge Hospital. And I said, anyone who lives near there, please write in. And it's Ian just, is obliging. How amazing is that, quite frankly? Yeah. You know, you can't... just shows that there are so many people out there that live in crazy places like Clatterbridge. Um, not only that, but I work for the Theatre Hafren... I'm so sorry if that's pronounced in in better Welsh than that. Uh, in Newtown, Poise, um, which Power, is only Powys. Powys. In sorry, so I can't say you can see how, how Welsh I am. Which is about ten miles from the village of Clatter here in mid Wales. Well, one day we need to have a, a great photo of you posing outside Clatter, perhaps with a with a saucepan you know to to clatter (laughs) along with it um just wanted to let you know it made me chuckle to hear the names appear on the podcast it's been nine months now since we did any shows and likely to be many more yet keep on keeping on best wishes ian humphreys sent from a freezing cold our boilers are packed up Ah. an empty dark theater oh dear Oh, it nice, pains me. That as, yes, as, as an actor who's worked a lot in theatres over the years, Ian, you know, to think of theatres being dark, it just, it's just a continuing agony, the thought of it. And I so hope that there are better times around the corner, especially for your boiler. I hope you can get an engineer out and, yeah. Oh, dear, theatre, theatre. Uh, now, this one's from Mark Oram. And it's called Adventures in ITC. Hi, Nick and Benji. I've been a big fan of Big Finish for years. So thank you for everything you've done. You're most welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, Yeah. In particular, I can't wait for the Ninth Doctor audio debut. Ah, yeah, I'm listening to the edits now. Sounding fantastic. Anyway, on to my question. Inspired by my listening and loving of your new version of Space 1999, over Christmas, I dug in some, dug in, dug into some DVDs of old ITC series. In particular, I fell in love with The Champions. <laughs> as much as I enjoyed it, I couldn't help but imagine a big finished take on it. So my question is, my question, is there any chance of 
the champ a i see any chance of uh, the champions remake coming out of your studios or indeed any other it series making an appearance is there anything else with lee, lee grades lou grades fingerprints on that that you would like to take for a spin all the best mark Mark, 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 Mark. Like every, I would love to do it all. It's a question of A, whether we could get the rights and B, whether it's financially viable. Yeah, I mean, I would I've talked about doing the champions before. I think there was rumors of some kind of remake TV series. So that was, I don't think, available to us. I would love us to do the champions. I would love to do Randall and Hopkirk Deceased because I just think it's hilarious. The whole notion of a ghost that no one else can see and only Jeff Randall can see. I just think that's funny because on audio, of course, that would just... Wouldn't matter, would it? It would be so confusing, but I love that. It's just, you know, there was the the prisoner one I did, uh, Schizoid Man, with there there was a double of the Prince Prisoner. And you get that extra element to it when it's on audio because you're not seeing which ones. So it's a similar similar but very different kind of thing. I would love to do all those things. I'd love us to do Danger Man as well. I hold out hope for being able to do stuff like that at some point. But thank you for writing. I love ITC stuff. I love it. I love it. Big ITC. ITCians. Oh, that's that's a new word I've made up. Yeah, it's a uh, very talking... very good word. It's it's like you've really thought hard about that. I have. I sat down at my study, ITC and and thought about it. ITC ians We're talking of language here. Yes. Um, Steve Panozzo. Oh, here um, we go. Is is about to to well and truly lay into me here. I'm so sorry for this one, Steve. Uh, I seriously. Be. Please, please ban Benji from saying sixth, and it's uh, spelt here S I C K T H. Uh, I know it's supposed to be sixth. Um, sixth. You see, sixth. I sixth. It's sixth. the X sound that's it's so it hard. What he wants in there. Yeah. Uh, carry sixth. on. Sorry. But it seems to be a weird trend for podcasters to not know how to say it. Maybe say Colin Baker's doctor or the one after the fifth doctor i don't know but i can't be the only one who finds this trend to be ruddy annoying um (laughs) only uh otherwise it's a great podcast well steve i have to apologize but also say um a lot of these problems stem i don't know if it's yeah i mean i had this interest i was tweeting about it maybe was it yesterday or the day before but a lot of these problems i think do stem from just people of a certain generation educated at a certain time um, because another thing, and it's a thing that... Oh, I know what you're going to say. And I'm going to say it, but it's interesting because... So, like, the word, you know, the letter H. Um, when I was at primary school, we were taught to say H. And the teacher was always saying H. It's H, 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 you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Um, and subsequently now, um, a thing that... I, it's an internal thing for me. Every time I see anything where I have to, to mm. say H internally i read it as h yeah and i have to there there has there's this filter that goes on in my mind where i have to acknowledge what i'm about to say and then correct that so something like sixth for example sixth is um it's just something that's i suppose is has always been a a part of i guess you know the way my generation has been taught and, and speaks and it's just so hard to, to not say it. and un- It's so hard to unsay these things. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I've, there's, there's a whole broader context of this to how pronunciation changes over the years anyway. The other thing I'd say about sixth, sixth, and uh, yeah, I acknowledge that it's meant to be sixth. 
um, is that if you don't just have a go at Benji, for goodness sake, uh, we all do it. And, and Steve, I challenge you, just check the way you say it. You probably think you're saying sixth, but you may well be saying sixth. I mean, I'd, after I read this, I, I kept my ear out on, on the TV and every, every presenter I saw said sixth and no sixth. So I think it... I think it's become, to use a negative term, endemic. I think everyone says it because no one can be bothered to put the sk before they get to the k sound in the X. It's a tricky uh, one. It, it is. is. It's, 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 you know, it's almost a lost cause, that one. The, the H thing, I mean, there's no getting past the fact that the word that names the letter H is spelt A-I-T-C-H. A-H. That is how it is spelt and it is meant to be pronounced H. That said, of course, there are regional variations and it is totally embedded cultural norm for people further north in England, for example, to say H. And I think that it's a result of hypercorrection, is what, what it's called, is when people think that they're dropping an H, which is meant to be a, a, a um, a, a form of messing up pronouncing English, course, not doing yes, it properly. Yes. They feel they're dropping an H if they say H rather than H. So they think, oh no, and that's what's happened. But now it has become the norm. And you know, uh, there are several people I work with, uh, very well educated, intelligent people who say H, HQ. Uh, and it, and it, it is a regional thing in England. Language evolves, doesn't it? You know, that is the thing. Lang you know, yeah, it's, my, it's my like personal preference, I like to hear H because that is the word. You know, the word is not H with an H in front of it. But, you know, I'm, well, I'm not going to get cross with people about it because they're, you know... We all talk differently. Exactly. They used to say, whereas we say hotel now, they used to say hotel, didn't they? We're yeah, going to an, an hotel. hotel. An hotel, an hotel. yeah. Um, but you know things. Language is language is interesting. It does but, sound uh, funny saying a hotel. <laughs> a hotel. I was taught at drama school that anything that created a sort of violent <laughs> movement in your your voice, like glottal stops, uh, <laughs> is a bad a bad thing. That's actually a term like bottle rather than saying bottle or bottle. See, there's three ways of bottle. pronouncing that. You could bottle. say bottle, which is what a lot of people say. A lot of people. There. See, I did a glottal stop. Now I say a lot of people. I didn't say a lot of people. But the thing about bottle is the way the correct RP pronunciation of bottle is a lateral plosion when you get to the T and the L. If you notice what I'm doing, I'm not saying bottle, I'm saying bottle. I'm making bottle. another, I'm yeah. closing my teeth and putting my tongue against the back of the teeth and going bottle, bottle, bottle. bottle. It's a lateral plosion. It's not bottle or bottle. See what I mean? Interesting. And that is very, that's very, proper old-fashioned RP to say bottle. And I was that was hammered into me at drama school. So I I do say bottle all the time. You know, you can tell it's people think it's a T sound, but it isn't. It's kind of it's a. That's it's so not even a. It's a. Yeah, bottle, bottle. Language is fascinating. Language really, really is fascinating. I think I may have said bottle too many times. <laughs> It's it's so hard for me podcast. to be able to. It's so hard for me to be able to to work out how you say it like that without being in the same room as somebody that said like you to be. I can't explain it. You have to see somebody do it properly if that makes sense to be able yes. to. Yes. Yes. Bottle. Bottle. 
that's pretty much it. Excellent. It's good. Well, I've done me me RP for but the you day. But you don't. You don't. Yeah, I was going to say you don't have an RP. Neither do I. I have a sort of off RP because you know I I had a Hampshire accent when I grew up. I was a bit Uwari, you know, and. Um, <clears throat> Then I went to drama school, and I went to drama school at a time when they did teach you to get rid of your accent. You know, they they kind of they didn't say get rid of your accent, but they they criticised you for speaking in your native accent and having your uh, pronouncing things in that way uh, in the in the voice lessons. You know, they didn't talk about keeping your own accent, but then learning to learning to do RP, receive pronunciation as another accent, which is what they teach now, I believe, which I think is perfectly right. It's good for people to be able to do all sorts of accents. Uh, for well, it's good for I people mean, to have their yeah. own flavour as well, their own their own voice, yeah, absolutely. which is really nice, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean... It, it's coming, interesting coming also from... how some actors, um, when they're performing, decide to adopt the accent all the time, even when they're talking between the performances, because it's because um, it aids them in the main of maintaining of it whereas David Tennant for example he, he is Scottish all the time until if he's playing an English part he's English when he plays the character but if he stops to talk to the director he's immediately Scottish again and he flips between the two and the vocal dexterity is amazing to witness it's beautiful and and in and the Scottish accent never bleeds into his, never, his English never, accent never, at never. all. It's absolutely pitch perfect. Whereas I realised after I'd you know uh, spent um, two years on and off working with Billy Piper on the TV series that she was speaking as Rose all the time. So right. she had that slight London equality, yeah. and she would just talk to you like that all the time, and everyone, yeah, right, yeah. And she was, and it wasn't until afterwards when she was being interviewed on the Jonathan Ross show, I thought, why is she putting on that posh accent? <laughs> you suddenly realised that that is the way that Billy Piper actually speaks. But while she was doing Doctor Who, she she did that accent. I felt for a moment I had a tinge, an irrational and unjustifiable tinge of betrayal. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't really know you. Who, who are you? But then you realise, you know, it's just, it was her doing it the way that it worked for her. And there, that's the thing, it's like anything, it's it's like, you know, music and I suppose anything really is that it's just finding a way, we were talking about this, weren't we, Nick, before the podcast, about yes. finding whatever way of doing something that works for you. It's it's not about how you do it, it's only that you can do it, you know, if, if you, however you achieve it, you know, it's, it's really interesting, um, it's like software and stuff. Some people love, some people are really into really techie things like coding and they love it. And for them, they say, oh, well, of course you would use this this particular program to do this because, I mean, you enter in this code and you do that and it does it. But then for somebody who's not minded like that, they might say, I just want to look at it and know and see that this button says do this and do that. It's this, yeah. yeah. All, all our brains work in, uh, you know, slightly different ways and sometimes radically different ways. And that's why there are different styles of scripts, different styles of directors as well, you know, um, uh, different styles of acting and how some directors will say, oh, I love working with that actor and another director will say, oh, no, I never really feel we gel. You know, we're all very different. And, and I think the acknowledgement of that and the uh, celebration of that is the way to... Um, uh, a happier life. <laughs> well, qu- yeah, for well, quite. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you there. Yes. Yeah. Well, we seem to have solved everything. Uh, so just time to remind you that um, that is it 
for this week for the uh, emails. Uh, there will be, funnily enough, more next time in the listeners' email section. Keep them coming to podcast at bigfinish.com. Coming up soon, we delve behind the scenes and dramatise you with Torchwood Coffee, starring Gareth De- starring Gareth David Lloyd in a fantastic... It says fan... I was fascinating. I thought it said fantasticating. I was like, what word is that? Fantasticating! In a fascinating coffee-based adventure by James Goss. But before that, it's time to tingle your classic Doctor Who pleasure centres as we tease you with John Coleshaw narrating Terror of the Master. Doctor Who, Terror of the Master, by Trevor Baxendale. Performed by John Coleshaw. The old warehouse was abandoned and deserted. A cold wind rattled the broken glass in the windows, and rain dripped through the holes in the roof. Grey puddles littered the concrete floor. No one came in here anymore. The building was long disused, A home for rats and pigeons only. Occasionally, a homeless person would wander in. But it wasn't a comfortable way to spend the night. He moved closer and peered into the gloom. He couldn't see very well in the dark. And he began to feel uneasy. There was something moving. But it couldn't be a rat. It wasn't on the floor. Whatever it was almost seemed to be floating in the air. Hello? He called out. His voice was hoarse from disuse. He hadn't talked to another living soul in weeks, and it echoed ominously around the ruined warehouse. Anyone there? Silence. But there was definitely something in the shadows. Dan moved forward for a clearer view. Whatever was moving in the darkness by the far wall wasn't a person. The doctor was getting itchy feet. The brigadier could tell. It was only to be expected. The sentence of exile imposed on the doctor by his mysterious superiors, the Time Lords, had long since been revoked, and his freedom to travel the universe was now fully restored. Are the French tunnelling beneath the English Channel? What absolute rot. Besides, Unit didn't classify the French as aliens. The Brigadier sat back and picked up another file. This was going to take some time. (sighs) Dear, oh dear. Exactly ten minutes later, Captain Yates visibly jumped as the telephone on his desk rang. Things had been so quiet around HQ recently that the sudden noise was positively startling. He snatched up the receiver. The brigadier's voice crackled down the line. Captain Yates, where's the doctor? Oh, I love it, love it. And Terror of the Master is part of the masterful set available from bigfinish.com. You won't be surprised to learn that the best way to find it is to go to bigfinish.com and type masterful into the search pane at the top, although it's probably still on the homepage, to be quite frank. 
Time for us to bring you the first part of our two visits to this week's Torchwood release entitled Coffee. At the end of the podcast, we'll be giving you a free 15-minute <gasps> drama tease of this Torchwood adventure. But in the meantime, let us take you behind the scenes as writer and producer James Goss chats to the cast. I'm Gareth David Lloyd and I play Yanto Jones. I'm Sarah Griffin and I play Kathy. And I'm Sean Chambers, and I'm playing David. Uh, everybody knows who Yanto is, but Sarah, can you uh, say a little bit about Kathy? Kathy is a backpacker uh, who has who has led a life of intrigue and, and interest um, that has left her in Cardiff a bit bereft. Um, she's trying to put together some money working as a barista so that she can possibly continue her trek around the world, or maybe not, kind of see where the wind takes her. Morning, Squire. Welcome to Baps. What can I get you? Oh, a cup of coffee, please. Strong and black and... Name? Oh, Yanto. From Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, coffee. So, hot drinks are rituals. They're an easy way of finding common ground. Aliens. That's what's being hushed up. It's happening every day. And this city, it it doesn't care anymore. What better way of proving you're a friend than offering a stranger some boiling water to fling in your face? A cup of coffee's a way of showing a bit of pride. David! Kathy! Kathy! Performance art and a love of Perfection. Big finish. We love stories. Well, yes, that is a caveman. Sean, uh, David, do you think David's actually any good at running a cafe? I think that's debatable. Uh, he does his best. He, he's a no-frills, no-fancy business kind of guy, wants to do a job well, and he wants to find his mum. Gareth, mm-hmm. uh, back when this was set in 2005, uh, would you say this is a fairly accurate description of the cafe scene down Cardiff Bay? I, th- I think it's pretty bang on, actually. Um, and the question has arose at many a panel, uh, where did Yanto get a steaming hot cup of coffee from to, uh, to try and seduce Jack on the boardwalk? He's there with yeah. a porcelain mug, isn't he? Yep. Because um, I remember the, the, the first time I was down in Cardiff Bay and hung over, I thought I'll find somewhere to get a bacon sandwich and a cup of coffee, and there really wasn't much. Not back then. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Was 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 there a Baps? Uh, I, I, there wasn't a Baps, was there? There's there, there, there's a tiny old greasy spoon cafe that's long gone now. Yeah, where um, was that? Oh, just off Mount Stewart Square. Yeah. Before there were fancy recording studios that were also coffee shops. <laughs> it was just a really, really old place. Um, yeah, but it's been lovely. It's been lovely actually, just sort of taking a trip down memory lane. Of, we've just sort of done the whole, <laughs> the whole uh, series of Torchwoods in sort of in like uh, scenes in between and in, in memories. And it's, it was it was nice to sort of trip back and just sort of do the journey again. In a sort of quick audio drama. We we have dashed through this. Um, I suppose, Sean and Sarah, uh, are you left completely bewildered or are you both fans? 
no, I, I think I, I, I can't claim uh, an encyclopedic knowledge, um, but I think it kind of, uh, even in the way that it's presented, it, it's quite followable. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be left out. Um, it makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's left me um, sort of, again, going back down memory lane and, and remembering watching it on TV and going, hmm, I know where I am now. It's opened up a lot of other questions as well. And I'm, I'm piecing it back together slowly. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's, it's horrible to mention this, but this will be our first release of uh, Torchwood's Celebrating 15 years since Torchwood started. Um, wow. Oh, wow. Very well nice. done, Gareth. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, and I, I have a final question for all of you, uh, which is uh, what is the worst cup of coffee you've ever had? Um, Just type coffee into the search pane at bigfinish.com and a brown liquid will squirt out of your computer at you. No, no. Uh, to find this rather special little outing for Yanto, it's highly recommended. And don't forget, we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of it for free very shortly indeed. Before that, though, it's time for us to offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Hey, hey, it's the randomly selectatron. Well, Ran rocks this week with 195 Doctor Who Mistfall. Oh, Mistfall, which is the sequel to Full Circle, isn't it? It certainly is, is, by the wonderful Andrew Smith, who, of course, uh, is the original writer of Full Circle as well. So, a direct sequel. I already... uh, To the original, you might say. The original, you might say. Um, I was very jealous when this came out because I would have loved the opportunity to have have composed some uh, Paddy Kingsland-style music to this. Well, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. Mistfall. Doctor? What is this? I think I know. It can't your home planet? No, we're not on Gallifrey. Then where are we? We're on Alzarius. Adric often talked about how the ecology of Alzarius changed every 50 years or so. Mistfall? He told you about that? Enough that I think we need to be sure it isn't going to happen any time soon. We mean you no harm, but you need to get your people out of the water. It's dangerous! Huh? Really? There are creatures in that marsh dormant, but if you disturb the creatures, you mean the marshmen? Our instruments are picking up low-level seismic activity in pockets all across the planet. Seismic activity? Like an earthquake? It's not an earthquake, is it? The sound. Mistfall is coming. Someone, please! Get me out of here! And the Marshmen will awaken. But they're magnificent! Look at them! Spider! Drop it! Drop it! If they wake up, are you sure this glass is strong enough to contain them? Because you had better be very sure. He's attacking the instruments. We have to go. Come on, everyone, run! Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. It's one of the best things that's happened at Big Finish that Andrew Smith... Uh, ended up working for us you know uh, he's been nothing but a delight done some fantastic scripts and is such a fine fellow um, a privilege to know and a really interesting bloke lovely bloke just great I get company a, I, yeah, great company yeah. I get a warm fuzzy feeling when I think about Andrew Smith 
brilliant. Is there anyone else in this we might, might, might like Let's to Let's have a look at the old um, casty-wasty. Yeah. Of course, you've got uh, Peter Davison, Sarah Sutton, Janet Fielding, Mark Strickson, that whole gang uh, there as well. Paul Panting. Ah, yeah, uh, Paul Panting. Gemma, Panting. I love <laughs> Gemma Paul. Redgrave as well. Wow, there we are. Didn't know there she was in this. There we go. She's and, a decider in this. Yeah, well, I'm glad she decided to do it. Yeah, Paul Panting, <laughs> one of my really favourite actors. He's just um, such a nice bloke and so, a really good actor. I love working. And Emily Woodward as well, who I think she plays Tara King in The Avengers, doesn't she? She's, she's a really good actor. Really she knows, certainly does, yeah. Really knows her stuff. Oh, fantastic. I just want to employ them all right now to do something. Let's do the play right here. Anyway, um, would you like <laughs> to take us through how to uh, order this here? Uh, Certainly, thingy? and it's so simple. You can hear my mouse here. Ooh. doing this as we speak just to, to fully tell the adventure you go to bigfinish.com yes once you're in there you go on the menu to podcasts yes. on podcasts you go to read more and that's when the the blurb of the podcast in question and when you're on there under the picture of us um it's it should say somewhere in there where is it just click here and enter the code back up now you click there and of course you enter the code buck up that's buck up all capital letters no spaces punctuation complication um party around the nation um <laughs> you enter that in and that will give you your discount it's as simple as that wow oh, okay mm, thanks well, there we thanks. go yeah. well there you have it it's I mean it's been a packed old podcast it has, hasn't it that, yeah. it's now unfortunately coming to an end just <sighs> time for us to say goodbye to you in the style of a coffee Machine. Oh, I see, because of the coffee. Yeah. Okay, so... It's a bit like my TARDIS from last week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was this. I mean, I'll go for this sort of... You've got the steam, and, and then you do the sort of... Um... Oh. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> and there you go. That's the coffee machine for this week. There's a lot of that at the beginning of this... Uh, the episode of... Um... Torchwood. I was going to say the episode of Coffee. Yes, <laughs> and now Coffee, and this episode's called Torchwood. Coffee is, it sounds like it could be uh, a really popular BBC Three comedy series from about ten years ago, doesn't it? Does it? You know, Coffee, and it's a bunch of people that work in a coffee shop, or just people that sit down once a week and have coffee. Well, I'll be submitting that to BBC Three. 15 minutes of drama for free now with Torchwood Coffee, starring Gareth David Lloyd and written by James Goss. There you go. That's proper coffee, that is. It's still instant. But the water's from this... Meredith says it's a proper Italian barista machine. Anyway, it all tastes the same in a plastic cup. Mmm. And now flip the bacon before all the fat runs out. Oh. Yep. Now, it's easy enough work, Cathy. Keep the bacon rolls and coffee coming and you'll soon get the hang. There's nothing fancy. It's how it's been, how it'll always be. You're not worried by... The chains? <sighs> Don't. They'll not venture down the bay. Two corner shops and a calf have done us fine for years. Same as in my mum's time, and they'll do for those opera singers. 
Unless they open up a coffee shop in the opera house. Well, why'd they do a thing like that, eh? Let me tell you, Shirley Bassey, Tom Jones, Bryn Turville, finest voices known to man, and all watered on builder's tea. Now, now, you listen to me. There's been enough change in the bay. All the same. That bird terrorising people over by the heliport. It comes of building flats out there. It's probably a nesting seagull taken umbrage. I know I would if I saw those flats. Now, what I ask you is a Juliet balcony. Well, it's when It's you lots have of newcomers the... kicking up a fuss. Don't burn the bacon. <clears throat> Sorry. But some people say it's a really big bird. Like a flying dinosaur. <laughs> oh, any pictures of this flying dinosaur? No, but people don't carry cameras around with them on the off chance they're going to be assaulted by a pterodactyl. It's a lot of fuss and a seagull. It, w watch out, customer. Morning, Squire. Uh, welcome to Baps. What can I get you? Oh, a cup of coffee, please. Strong and black and... Name? Sorry? Ah, <laughs> oh, Cathy. She's got ideas. We now write the names on the cups. Oh, no problem. Yanto. Uh, I-A-N-T-O. Mm. Singer? He is. Good morning. Coffee, sir? Yes, please. Wait. Sorry? Uh, the coffee you made yesterday was good. Really good. But listen, I've got some notes. Notes? Was anything the matter? Nothing was the matter, but... Told you opera singers would be fussy. You did no such thing. Mm. It was a good, very good cup of instant, but I couldn't help notice you have a proper Italian machine there. And it gives us a proper magic jet of hot water. So glad I finally throw that urn out. Aren't we all? But listen, it can do more than that. Look, uh, can I show you something? How this really works? Uh, watch out, Cathy. He'll be turning us into a chain. Next thing, we'll have a loyalty card. I said that was no bad thing. Uh, mate. Yanto. Mate, my family have run this calf since the 50s, yeah? This spoon here, it's measured out the coffee since we opened. So... <sighs> Ground espresso beans. Not the best, but... Well, are these from News and Booze? Yes, hence the dust. But let me show you a magic trick. Oh, look at Catherine Jenkins here. <laughs> Thinks she's a barista. I was, actually, before I... Anyway... I'm going to make you a really good cup of coffee. Uh, excuse me. Uh, what? Hey. Great. Scoop the coffee. Goes into here. The basket. And tamp it down with the tamper. And fit it in. Get a good tight seal. And then that's when you run the water through. Not for 20 seconds. Not for 30. But for 20 Five. 
the sweet spot. You'll notice, by the way, I'm using a cup with a gently warmed base. Helps prepare the cup to serve up the aroma. There we go. Then you top up with hot water. One perfect Americano. Ah, well, yeah, I, I'm sure it's all very well in London. You can charge three pounds more a cup. Oh. And I'll take one of your mugs. Excuse I, me. What are you doing? I need to make a really good cup of coffee to impress someone. You impress someone with coffee? Absolutely. Try yours. Yeah, it's, it's all right. No, it isn't. It's amazing. You're perky. I always am when I'm about to ace a job interview. Sorry about stealing the mug. Bye. Did you follow any of that? Of course I did. Why? Because this coffee is bloody amazing. Here's your mug. How'd the job interview go? <sighs> oh. I know what'll cheer you up. Cybernetics laboratory? Uh, no. Look. <laughs> Proper coffee. I'll give you a clean mug. Uh, do you want syrup? Dave's got some in. Syrup? Syrup. No, thank you. Syrup is admitting defeat. And are you? No. I'm getting that job. You... Sorry. You don't strike me as... A go-getter? No. Hidden depths. You probably think I'm a bit weird. No. I had a good job in London. Now I'm staying in a caravan site in Butte Park. Some of those vans are really nice. Not this one, but there's a power hookup, so... You can get Channel 5 in the evenings. All the luxuries. You? What brings you to Cardiff? Love. You and... <laughs> Me and David. Am I walking into a trap? <laughs> Met a guy called Geraint. Stopped travelling to be with him. One evening on the dance floor, he said, uh, I love you. Just, just out with it like that. And of course I said, I love you too. Turned out he was saying, I love Hugh, his best mate. Embarrassing. Actually, they're quite a nice couple, but still, dead to me. Obviously. So, there we are, in Cardiff, saving up to go back traveling again. Anywhere nice? Not here. What about you? Mm, you know on profiles where you can say it's complicated. Who says that? You. Let's just say I'm married to my job. The one you don't have. The one I don't have. I need it. And I have to stay here. Stay in Cardiff? Nah, 
There's weird stuff in Cardiff. You want to get away. David's just had enough of the development. Uh, and the opera singers. And mind you, they've, they've started flocking here now we do the proper coffee. Fancy. But they're mithering about the bloody birds. The birds? It's a, it's a giant killer seagull. Nah, a pterodactyl. Ah. Hmm. Really? Usual, Yanto? Yeah, yeah, yes, please. Oh, you look, uh, you look busy. I know. Dave might buy a dishwasher. Still the styrofoam cups, though. I'm working on him. Getting the posh paper ones. Better than styrofoam, too. It's recyclable. Yeah. You're not really listening. You're wearing a suit. Oh, it's, uh, it's my lucky suit. I, uh, got the job. Congratulations! Guess you'll be sticking around now. I will. What's it doing? Uh, sort of, uh, well, uh, personal assistant. Butler. You are working at the Opera House. No, just can't really talk about it. It's the gas board, isn't it? It's okay. Let me just fill that pepper for you, Bryn. Yeah. And you. Glad. Go easy on the brown sauce. It's not a dirty protest. <laughs> oh, there you are. I didn't see you come in. I was busy putting up more missing posters. Oh. It's a thing of David's. Lots of people go missing in Cardiff. Do we joke about it? We do not joke about it. It's not just the pterodactyl. Well, that's gone missing too now. Ah. <laughs> Fancy that. I thought you said it was a seagull. Well, I did until it went missing. Now it's definitely a pterodactyl and I pay your wages, so... Now, you mark my words. Cardiff's a dangerous place. If it wasn't that this was the family calf, I'd have moved on. Also, £3.50 coffees, breaking it in. Do you want a dishwasher or don't you? Well, I think Cardiff is perfectly ordinary. The only thing unusual about the bay is this coffee, which is extraordinary. Wow. Yeah. Too much? What fried bread would call that oily? Do you know something? No. That was a yes, it was. I've really got to get to work. Good luck. He's into you, all right, Kathy. You can tell by the way he's running away. Shut up, David. <laughs> One bacon sandwich? Thanks. Anything else? No, thank you. Sure? Yes, thank you. Of course. Only... Coffee? Yeah. Nice to have it made by someone else. For a change. They've got you making the teas, then. Work going well? Yeah. 
Great. Great. There you go. Thanks. I should be there by now, but, um... Flexi time? Not really. I don't think anyone will notice. There's more to life than work. <laughs> no, there bloody isn't. You were at the cash and carry a long time. To traffic. Now, give us a hand with the milk, Cathy. Oh, let me... No, 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 you stay there. People like you, you're what'll keep us going. It pays your way, makes this city better. And my mum, oh, she had a soft heart. And the free teas she'd hand out, cool. They all smiled, but uh, no one ever showed up when she needed them. No wonder this city's in the state it's in now. I always told her, if, if you work hard and, and you pay your fare, you'll make your own way. And she'd always laugh. <laughs> but look at me now. I've a regular in a suit, sitting eating a sandwich. Things are looking up. Sorry, miles away. Working late again? Yes. <sighs> Cleaning up. Just on my smoke break. Don't get those busy, busy at the Tourist Information Center. That where you work? Yes. Oh, cool. Only... Yes? You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. So you know that corner bit of uh, s- sound reflecting thing you were telling me about? Is it like triangular shaped? Sort of triangular shaped, like a triangular prism. And it fits in the corner? Yes, like, like a sort of yeah. slot. Yeah, like a big Toblerone. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>